Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hi, Ash. Hey, Mel. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. How are you? Why am I singing everything? I don't know. Because it's the start of another episode and we're excited to be here. We know that you guys are excited to be here. It's a Wednesday night, baby, and I am alive, to quote girls. Yep. It's literally yes. the girls quote, because I think in girls, it is a Wednesday night. It's that episode where she, like, gets on the rack on a weeknight and, like, goes to some weird party with oh, no and she's bra, sweating. a she, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's, at, <laughs> she's at, like, an underground dwarf. Yeah. And I always, relate, I always relate so deeply to her, like, revolting, like fucked up mess of herself because whenever I get like shit faced at a party or something I always end up like thinking I look really hot and then I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and it's like this sweaty cow licked fringe and like eyeliner that's smudged all under my eye and given me like sort of it's settled into my wrinkles and like everything it's so funny when everyone always says like oh it's like, a, you know, a lived in eye. I'm like, what the hell is a lived in eye? Like after being a beauty editor for so many years, I still don't know what like a, just a smudged out lived in eye is. My oh. eyes either done or it is looking like I have been attacked in a brutal, brutal street fight. I've never in my life understood how anybody is putting like black coal up in there and then like mm-hmm. black eyeshadow and then smudging it out all perfect. So you look like hot, Hot Kate Moss. Like, you know how Kate Moss always looks really hot after her benders? Like, how is Kate Moss up here looking hot during slash after a bender and I can't even look hot after five beers? It's not fair. <laughs> is she got a makeup artist that just hides, like, crouches at the back of a car for, like, 12 hours just waiting for her to leave the party? You know? There, there has to be an explanation for it. We don't have the answers and not on this podcast. Probably no, not on don't. any podcast, And this really. is a beauty podcast and yet here we are. I mean... Tis not. I'm sorry. We not. we talk a lot about making a beauty podcast, but frankly, there is so much shit going on <laughs> everywhere at all times we're in barely, our lives. <laughs> yeah, we're barely holding on. Like everyone else, 2021, we are hanging on by a thread. We're, it's, it's not turning out to be the perfect year that we envisioned. I am no. exhausted. And constantly forget we're going to record an episode as Ash, like, I can feel Ash slowly, like, I'm just wearing away at Ash's already worn away <laughs> levels of patience with this whole year. But anyway, um, I had a thing to tell you, which Ooh. was that I have an update after going on a date with a 25-year-old, as I'm sure everybody's very excited to hear about. Yes. I'm sure you're riveted. I am excited. <laughs> All five yes, people that so... listen to this podcast are so excited about this. Um, okay. So what happened? Well, we've been on two dates now. So Ooh, yeah. Okay. So we went on the first date. So we recorded. And yeah. I think it was like the next day I was going on the date maybe. Yes. Yeah. And then went on that date and he's really cute. And really funny and not like my usual type of guy. Like he's quite, um, gangling like... carries two types of sunscreen. <laughs> oh my God. Um, wow. <laughs> Ash, by the way, is literally describing an ex of mine right now. Literally. 
literally I ran into him and he's carrying two types of sunscreen. I mean, truly. I mean, I think that actually does define most of my type, really. (laughs) I think if you went through all of the guys that I have, like, gotten my heart crushed over, they probably all carry two types of sunscreen. I think that seems to be a trend. Um, Yeah, no, he does not carry two types of sunscreen. But he is quite... He's got that sort of strawberry blonde, pale, mild rainer thing going on. So maybe he does. And that should be a red flag for me, I think. Maybe that's the red flag that I haven't thought about yet, is that I need to check his bag for sunscreen. (laughs) SPF 50 plus, if there's sun safe run. (laughs) But um, he was really funny. He was just kind of like more, I don't know, like... uh, he, he was more considered in the way that he talked, if that makes mm. sense. Like, I just word vomit everywhere. And when I'm nervous, I am doubly word vomity. So at the beginning of a date, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And I just, like, can't stop talking. And he was, like, kind of talking like this, I suppose. If that makes sense? Like, it was, like, these little yeah, breaks yeah, in his yeah. sentences. Like, I was thinking Very what he was measured. saying. And I was sort of a little bit like, today, Junior, you know? Yeah. Just like, what? <laughs> Na- Nana's either got to get you home and tuck you in or go home herself. But someone's <laughs> got to throw this thing along. <laughs> and I was just so, like, weirded out by it at the first. But then I kind of enjoyed it because it was a bit of a yeah. different vibe for me. Anyway, we had a really fun date. And then we went out last night to trivia because, as everyone knows, I love to take a, dude a trivia. trivia. Date. I love a trivia date. And um, we lost terribly like astonishingly bad like at one point there was a picture of daffy duck on the screen and we had to guess the name of it and we could not get daffy duck like does is there anyone that doesn't know what daffy duck looks like you know i don't understand damn but had you been drinking a lot no No. i was was a school night i was just being like yeah sensible one beverage an hour ish yeah 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 yeah. okay (laughs) um, i know well Anyway, so it's been good, but here is here is the thing. So what I the only um insights I have gleaned so far from dating somebody ten years younger than you is that it really is true what they say that your pop culture references go down like a a brick inside a balloon. It is it is not good. Like I think I said something like so I, I got really into the cause right because like, we thought the answer to one I thought the answer to one question was the cause. You know the nineties band. And it was like the Jonas Brothers and you were like, damn. <laughs> well, it wasn't, but it was, I thought, like, because I thought it was the cause that got me on a whole tangent about the cause and he didn't even know who the cause were. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, these are the most amazing songs. I'll make you a playlist of cause songs, only cause songs. And then, but he was just like, when were they a thing? And I was like, oh, like in the nineties or something. And he's like, oh, I would have been like, and I was like Jesus Christ like yeah like it's it's not like it becomes apparent in conversation generally but as soon as you refer to things there's just that real like realization that when I was 10 this Mm. boy was literally an embryo that's alarming you know like you just almost have to stop thinking about how it would have been like you know what I mean like your age difference from a like historical point of view and just literally mm. just talk about present day things sometimes some things were fine like I'm because I think because I'm 
never grown up properly, there's shit that I would like listen to and watch that I probably was too old to be listening to and watching, but like then you were aggressing. (laughs) Yeah. But like just shit references that you just fucking make all the time that you just don't think are part of you being in your thirties. I was like, fuck. But anyway, but it's fine. I mean, like, it's still good. We've got another date lined up where we're going to watch every uh, single Fast and the Furious movie. So I think. Oh my God. That well. is. <laughs> uh, if I could, if I could change, like, swap lives with one person, it would be Letty. Fast and the Furious, the original film, the first one. What? Who is she? Just like, Letty. It's Vin Diesel's girl. It's Michelle oh, Rodriguez. Oh, yes, yes. And I just want to, like, just be a bad bitch who just, like, stares people instead of answering just stare yeah. at them and they know i'm not keen i also want to wear like a white singlet without a bra mm. i want to be a little bit sweaty i want <laughs> to be i want to be ladies yeah, yeah coming in a bit of car grease i also want to be like lifted up onto a workbench and like kissed passionately and then by vin diesel in a ba vin diesel is your dream man in this situation <laughs> i in that, movie, in that movie though there's a something about him you know in that movie like take away put vin diesel but only in the context of fast and the furious one he's well i do like him as like dom and letty i like that couple yeah it's a hot couple alert it is a hot couple I like and i feel like with in her. that movie i would do him and then if you take him out of that if movie you were and letty. make him whatever triple x or whatever the other thing is that oh. he's been, i'd be like no I don't want to do you anymore. I only want to do you if you're Dom in Fast and the Furious 1 and I'm Letty, is what we're Wearing saying Wearing a here. singlet. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a bit of well, car grease on me. Um, That seems like a really weird date for you guys because there are, last count, eight films. So oh, I know. Well, this was the this is the running joke, was that it would, the date's going to start at breakfast time and then run all day of watching them. And then we'll probably just hate each other. And I've done this before, but not on a date. I did watch all the Final Destination movies in a row. And You're such a nerd. <laughs> How do I... Well, I just think what? I don't think I'm a nerd. I think I just commit. <laughs> it's like when I want to do something, we're gonna fucking do it, and we're gonna do it even if we stop liking what we're doing. We're just gonna do it. We're gonna finish it. <laughs> we're gonna fucking Hear finish me? this bitch. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, I'll report back if it actually happens, but. Yeah, it's just been it's just been int- it doesn't make me feel old. It just makes it mm. like a bit clunky sometimes because you're like well you you got to make a reference or you go like, "Oh, I haven't heard this song in ages." And they're like, "I literally don't even know this song." And then you Google when it was released and you realize they would have been in kindergarten and you're like, "What the fuck?" you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So then I don't Suddenly. even know how people do it when they've got massive age gaps. Like this is the thing, like 10 years mm. is a lot, right? But then you know couples like Demi and Ashton, and by that I mean not people we know, Demi, Demi Moore and Ashton um, Kutcher. Just my friends Demi about, and Ashton. Like, what about Rupert Murdoch and Jerry Hall? What I mean? Like, what the fuck what are you talking the, about? What does like, Daddy talk to Jerry about? Like, what do they have to They cannot be about? talking. Like, you can't possibly have anything to talk about. They you both like know. the colour green. <laughs> yeah. Like you'd have to wipe out money. all conversation about anything before the year like 2015 or something. Seriously. Otherwise you'd have nothing you couldn't. I just don't understand. And if anybody in the group or on Instagram, if any of you have 
are in a relationship with someone who's mm. significantly older or younger. And we will do an episode on this eventually. And I'll have probably have heaps to say about it. Mel have a boyfriend <laughs> <own>. by then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I've now got, I've got this boyfriend. But, you know, tell us, like, how does it work? Because I'm intrigued. I'm not judging you in any way. I'm literally doing the same thing. I'm just more interested in how you overcome that as an issue because it's feels like it comes up a lot it's come up a lot in two dates already so anyway um what about you what have you been doing i actually haven't talked Uh, to you in a week so i don't know what you're doing (laughs) well you know what i actually just this week rewatched center stage now the early 2000s film it is a hot one but something really apart from like when jody sawyer does that like that's her, I don't know her real name. Jodie Sawyer, <laughs> yeah. Jodie Sawyer does that, like, <laughs> amazing solo at the end in the red dress to Jamiroquai's Canned Heat. Amazing. The weirdest part out of the whole thing is she slept with Cooper, her dance mm-hmm, teacher, mm-hmm. once. Then when she just knocked it out of the fucking park and just really slayed that, really slayed that dance, they're walking out of the ballet recital hall and – he, he says, Jody, shall we, you know? And then she says, um, I'm sorry, you are a wonderful teacher, but as a boyfriend, oh my God, you kind yes! of suck. And I was what? just like, bitch, in what world <laughs> did you think he was your boyfriend? Like, I've literally been dating dudes for like eight months, met their parents and gone to a wedding with them and then been like, so like, um, you're, you're my boyfriend, right? And they're like, absolutely not. What gave you that idea? And I'm like, oh, because... Uh, I came to your grandfather's 80th and they're like, please, like, you're just really getting too hectic with me. Anyway, Jodie out here. <laughs> Jodie's out she here. She spent 12 hours with a man. In his, like, dingy New York loft. He didn't even have, like, a glass of water to offer her. He didn't even have cups. And then she's like, as a boyfriend, you kind of suck. I just cannot. If you I are know. doubting, if you're in a situation ship right now <laughs> and you've been seeing a guy for three to four months and you still don't know what it is and it's a bit of a gray area, just remember that Jody Sawyer hit someone up after they slept together once. So I'm pretty sure you can ask them, hey, are you my boyfriend? If you Seriously. Are, I didn't up. even ever think about that. I've, I've never watched it and thought that. But now that you say it, it's so obvious. Like, what the fuck is that? What are you Energy? doing? What Joe? is that? Doll sorted out. I mean, really. That's just and you know what? She had the perfect moment there to just shut him down. And I know that the film thinks that that was her shutting him down perfectly, but the perfect Mm-mm. thing would have been like, sorry. No, I mean you can't pretend you don't know his name. You could just been like, sorry, <laughs> I don't date the sh- the second best dancer in the, the ballet company. academy or whatever. So, like, take that. Yeah. And, and also I just say, another. Oh yeah, go. No, you tell me. I also me just want to say that Sandy Cohen in that is a fox. No, Sandy Ash, Cohen. No. I said what I said. <laughs> like out of everyone in the film, I would sleep with Sandy Cohen. Out of everyone. Out and of every single dance. person in that film, you would sleep with Sandy. Actually, possibly same because um, I don't uh, think I don't find the ballet guy she ends up with very hot. He's he's very attractive in a very like straight down the line kind of way mm, he's a post-coital crier eyes. he cries <laughs> after sex look at the man he definitely does he definitely does he's a gentle lover he's too gentle he's like he's like 
patting you. You know the guys when they just stroke you all the time and the whole time they're just stroking you and you're like, can we do something more exciting that's not involving (laughs) patting my like upper breast area? (laughs) Stop patting me. (laughs) He's a gentle lover. And look, maybe someone out there, there are people that love gentle lovers. I'm not saying that I want like a particularly violent lover, but you know, I like a bit of throwdown in the bedroom. You like and a I bit just, of he wouldn't. There would be no throwdown with him. He would be like, "Is it okay if I lay you on the bed?" You know, and you're like, oh, "Can we just not ask a, ask permission for every single thing?" Which is a whole no. episode that we should do yes. about consent. how to do consent in a consent. sexy way because we are very pro oh. consent. And I have this combo oh. all the time about the yes. Ash and I have had this combo about the like push and mm-hmm. pull between consent which is very important and asking questions and and getting permission to do things in the bedroom is important but then there's also like too much of that where like you've gone too far and there's things where it's you you can like you you should be able to read me a little bit about some yes, things there, but there anyway, are times when i wish that you could just sign a waiver and i know I'm like, this I've is what i'm okay waiver. with and this, this is what, is what I'm, I'm okay, okay with. with yeah i've signed the goddamn waiver read it take 20 minutes sign on the dotted line then well, wasn't but, the rumor that in The Bachelor or The Bachelor of Paradise or one of them that it's Bachelor in Paradise, there was a rumor that they had a contract that if they were going to get freaky, they had to go find a producer and be like, hey, we want to fuck. Um, and they had to sign the contract because really? there was that whole, yeah, because there was this thing in the American series. I mean, this is all a rumor, but this is yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. rumor was the, this very real thing that happened in the American series, which is that one of the girls um, – did have sex in the hot tub or something and later was like, I felt like I was too drunk to give consent and, you know, like, yeah. And it was really fucked up. And then there was this whole thing about, you know, like what line, what role, I guess, did the producers play in protecting the cast of these shows and that sort of thing. So anyway, there could, there could be one out there for you, Ash, that you could sort of copy and use for yourself. (laughs) Every time you and Clutch have sex, like, can you sign this? Him to, I'll just get him to re-sign. Yeah. Um, this week's episode, though. Uh, yeah, nothing to do with any of those topics. Nothing to do with any of those topics. It has nothing to do with Jody Sawyer. It certainly has nothing to do with Seth Cohen's dad or sexual consent. Today we are talking no. about... Meeting friends for the first time. And by meeting friends for the first time, I mean meeting your new boyfriend or your new girlfriend's friends or them meeting your friends. The whole mildly sticky but ultimately fun adventure of that, of integrating them into your life, which is, I think, a very difficult thing to navigate sometimes, but also... I think usually quite fun, but yeah, it's, we were just going to give our little two cents on how we... Well, it's actually the other day, look, I'll, I'll be the first to say, I think the first date is too soon because oh, the yes. other day a mate of mine was going on a date in the Arvo, have a beer with this dude from Bumble, and she was like, oh, I said, what are you going to meet old mate? She said, yeah, yeah. But first up, before that, she was having lunch with the girlfriend. So her and the girlfriend had lunch and then... She said, oh, I'll go, I'll head off and meet old mate for the Bumble date. And then she messaged me at like four o'clock and said, come to the pub. And I was like, oh, what? Are you done with old mate already? She said, no, he's here. And I said, I'm not coming on your date. She said, oh, it's all right. I brought my other mate too who I had lunch with. 
so that's then not a date. That's just I end a friend up going. <laughs> I go for a beer and I turn up and it's her, her mate from school, Clatch and I, and her Bumble date. And I was like, what? this is too much for him. Like the poor bugger. Like he definitely, he definitely was like t- took it in his stride. But um, I think the first date's too early. Like you can't, t- you can't integrate your first date to be with like a group hang with your friends it needs no. to be separate one-on-one no friends I, on the first date is my rule agreed like I think unless you yeah like I think you need to have some get to know you time and I think like sometimes it can be fun like I get where she was going with that like sometimes it's just like a bit rogue and fun and whatever but the reality of when you bring other friends into the or you bring them to like a friend hang or bring them to a party mm. on as a first date or whatever is that you you actually do want to get to know this person because like you obviously wanted to go out with them so at the very least initially you want to hang out with them and get to know them and you just can't do that in that setting like you're not focusing on them you're putting them into a scenario where there's heaps of people that you're going to be talking to and heaps of people that will be talking to them and it just like messes up that whole initial get to know you stuff I reckon like yeah, I've had a friend who brought difficult. a friend of mine brought their bumble date to a house party like the house party was yeah. happening and then they were like not brought them not met up with them first and brought them which I think can work literally invited them that was the date they were like oh come to this house party and so this like Ugh. poor person is walking in that doesn't know anybody and has to and navigating you know when you walk into a house party in general and you don't know Mm -hmm. every single person there and so you're sort of like like snaking your way through looking for someone that you know imagine that there's only one person that you know and you don't even know and you don't even know them oh hell i wouldn't even go if someone said that to me i'd be like cool yeah um i also a sore tonsil (laughs) i'm also like know your worth Uh, you know my opinion on this i want my bum on a seat and i want a cold glass of wine or a cold beer in my hand like Mm. treat me right if you want to get to know me take me out bum on a seat thank you yeah i feel like showing up to some like random stanmore house party looking (laughs) for you when you've like panic drank eight sailor jerry's because you're nervous yeah no (laughs) you're like oh that's just me No, and I think, like, I don't want to be too judgy about it because I do think that, you know, like we've always said, dating's fun. And I think part of the fun of it is the sort of chaotic spontaneity of some elements. Like, Mm. if you go on a date and you're having a great time and you're out for a few hours and he's like, oh, yeah, my friends are having this party. Do you want to come? That's kind of fun. Yes. Like, you've been out, you've had a few drinks. You know yep, each other to agreed. some degree and then you're going into a new environment and it's like a fun, like, just see where the night takes us vibe. I don't know. Like, I don't get all bogged down in, like, it has to be this date and they have to buy me dinner and they have to buy me all the rounds no. or whatever. I actually, if anything, get really weird about, like, alternating rounds because I just, I don't know, I've got, like, some weird thing in my head where I just like to be fair and even. But in general, like, yeah, I think you can have fun with it, but I do, I do think that, at least for a chunk of your first date, like has to be like one on one. Yeah, and oh, I mean, like do whatever you want to do, but that's just my opinion and your opinion, apparently. So I think like it's it's cool if you don't feel that way. I just think that it's probably for me like the only way that I would then feel like things started off kind of 
smoothly because if I just we say if I just hung out with you, mm. like if I was like brought Bruce, <laughs> another shit's name from Mel. <laughs> I'm just doing it to fuck with you now. If I brought Bruce to just was like, oh yeah, like my mate Ash is down at the pub with her boyfriend. Let's do you want to just come? We'll go hang out with them, and he doesn't know either of you. He's never met you. He doesn't know you. Then what the fuck? Like, how awkward? He has to get to know me and you two at the same time. Like, I think that's a weird position to put someone in. But and I also think that another kind of I would even go as far as saying like the first couple of dates should just be you guys getting to know each other. Mm. Because the other thing that's happened to me is that I've been like peddled out by the second date and have to Mm -hmm. do the girlfriend show when I'm not the girlfriend and then you're having to like woo all of these friends and talk to the girlfriends and like be in the kitchen fixing a salad on your third date while Mm -hmm. he's like sort of getting the girlfriend experience of being I guess accompanied Mm -hmm. like it's the 1950s to an event and having you on his arm as his sort of girlfriend but then you might not hear from him again. And how awkward putting all of your energy. I hate putting all of my energy into getting to know all these people. And then you never see them again. Oh my God. Or, mood. Like I how hate many fucking, How many fucking best friends have you made oh. through fucking Because you're like, ex- you know, no one except even, him. Yeah. Not even exes. Just like ex Third date. people that you went out with. And yeah. then you're like, hmm, that person, they're gone forever. And then you run into them somewhere really weird like Westfield and you're like, no. <laughs> I don't oh. want it. Um, yeah. But agreed. And I would almost even go further and go really out on a limb here and say, I reckon it's a red flag when they want to like wheel you out like the prize pig at the county fair to every fucking friend. I think it's a red flag because in my experience, whenever I become the poster girl, like the little pedestal, like look at this shiny new toy that I have and look at her poor monkey, like dance, you know, like, and they want you to And then you're like bringing out your best material. Yeah. Like, and you're going around being like Christmassy and whatever. And then you, which is, you know, how we are, like you're just being you Mm. and, 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 getting wheeled around by them to every fucking friend i always now i start to feel like "Mm, alarm bells because every guy that's done that to me has been that zero to 100 guy that we've talked about before that then just drop you like a hot potato once the fun christmasy girlfriend experience wears off and they're like oh no she's just like a real person with problems and i don't want to deal with them so i'm just gonna go and find a new christmasy person to wheel out to all my friends i often wonder what these friends think about this because surely they would be like where the fuck did that girl go <laughs> well know? i mean there's been so many times where i've been the friend trying to make someone's like date comfortable have you so like i've never yeah, been so all my friends are like gay or single forever and all of my friends that are gay don't bring their date people partners. to these party parties or anything yeah, so, so i'm actually rarely in that position it's kind of well, I mean, rarely do you ever see them again or you might mm. see them once more. But it is like, it does take balls to do it as well because to be meeting like new people because it is so much more outlay and effort on your behalf and way more mental energy to mm. be meeting all these new people. But if you have that kind of energy and you can do that, great. But if you don't, I would definitely be sticking to one-to-one dates 
for the first few at least until they actually say, Hey, um, like my friends are having a dinner party. Would you like to come with me and, and meet so-and-so who I was telling you has that funny dog, Mm. that kind of invite, I feel seems like a little bit less mentally taxing than meeting all these new people that you might not even see again, because you're not even sure where it's going with old mate. Yeah. And I think also like it's, it's kind of a timing thing because on like I remember reading in like really old like Cosmos and Dollies and whatever. I remember reading all this advice like when his friends like you, he'll like you. Like he likes oh, when you man. his friends get along with you. And I just think that's like total bullshit. And where the fuck did that advice come from? Because honestly, Cosmo and Dolly, mate, those mags are long gone. <laughs> <laughs> These ancient magazines. R.I.P. Yeah. But, like. I don't think it's necessarily wrong. Like, obviously, I love it when, like, I'm dating a guy and he can seamlessly, like, fit into group hangs and, like, my friends, like, like him. But at the same time, it's not like it makes a massive impact on how much I like him. Unless he was, like, a total piece of shit to them, like, and came and was an asshole. That's Mm. obviously going to have an impact in a negative way. And, like, that's pretty normal and standard. But... In general, like, if you're not comfortable, I think that you can definitely be like, hey, like, I just think, like, just make up a fake plan. I don't know why I'm telling you a lie, but, like, you don't have to feel like you need to go and meet the friends if you don't feel ready to go and meet the friends. Like, I don't think that the person is going to be off you because you didn't say yes to a suggestion that they had. Like, I think at some point you kind of do. Like, I think you don't want to tip over into the territory where you – are actively avoiding meeting any of their friends and you're not because I think the other the other warning thing with relationships is that as you near towards becoming like a team I think you do need to in some ways and not completely but just in some ways like get to know their life and and fit into their life to some degree Mm. because part especially the older we get like your life is pretty I don't know like the friends I have now are friends I've had for years and years and like I like my friends a lot. They've been there for longer than any dude has. And I think I would want, you know, to know that I was seeing someone who at least got along with them in a like, you know, nice top line way. Yeah. And they're a good, like your friends are a good job. Sometimes when you meet someone, you have the shiny blinkers on and you cannot see the forest for the trees. Your friends aren't wearing those shiny blinkers when they look at someone. Mm. They're looking at them for who they are in broad daylight. So sometimes they can uh, sort of give you a little bit of guidance or maybe some things that you didn't notice because you had the love blinkers on in those yeah, you know, totally. and first like you couple will- of months. And I think you also see some like things about the other person in those scenarios. Like I definitely had this ex years ago who was like super standoffish and kind of like would get like real rude when I, I mean, I still dated him for two years. So I mean, <laughs> he sounds but, great, <laughs> but you know, I mean, now yeah. that I, I don't know, but it's just kind of, I think, I think you need to, on both parties need to make the effort at some point to meet the other friends. I also think it's totally chill to have your friends and for them to have their friends and you don't always hang out as a couple. I almost think when you always then become a permanent couple all the time, that's almost a bit like, no, keep some of your life. Like, that's weird. Like, you don't need to feel like you always need to go with him to every single occasion that he's going to and vice versa. But I just think like... 
I think it's just nice and and a caring thing really to just you mm. know do make that effort at some point but just don't feel like you have to do it super early on but also ask yourself if you are seeing someone for a few months and you do not want to introduce them to your friends mm. why do you not want to introduce yep. them like if you are not willingly introducing these to people to your friends if you're hiding him or her away in your scaring them away in your bedroom and like not going out and doing stuff with them wow yeah dig deep. That's, ask that's yourself why personal red flag, so like look say. at your own like look at your own backyard also like i've dated someone for months and never once met one person in their life ever yeah. so that and how was that not a red flag to me goddamn mystery but if they're actively not showing their friends and you together well yeah writing's on the wall there no totally and i've definitely been in that position too where i'm hanging out i think there's red there's so many fucking red flags in dating i think it's a red flag if they're wheeling you out to everybody like the prize pig like i said too early or never (laughs) yeah too early or never too much or or not at all and I think oh, yeah. like also, yeah, I've definitely been in those situations where I'm dating somebody. I was, yeah, like even last year I was dating this guy and now in hindsight, I feel like he was kind of trying to, yeah, like just really didn't want me around the friends. And then sometimes that makes you feel shit and you think, oh, it's because they don't think I'm attractive or they don't think I'm cool yeah. or whatever. I don't think it's always that, to be honest. I think it just is a sign that they're like, maybe a little bit commitment phobic or something. They're just like scared to like bring you like it's a, it's cause it's a step like get, introducing yeah. someone to your friends. Once you've been dating becomes a little bit of a step because I think once that happens, you're saying, Hey, this is someone that's in my life to some capacity. So I think when people keep you from people, it's not like in sex in the city necessarily where they're like ashamed of you. Like I think sometimes they'd so like, like definitely try and like, get that out of your head because I know that you go there and I've gone there too but I think that it can honestly just be a case of they're like I don't want them to think that this is a thing like I think it's still a red flag but it's not necessarily a red flag about you it's a pink flag yeah 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 Um, Yeah. but I think if I would put a time on it I would say that the time that I usually go I'm going to introduce them to friends is like a, a month or two in like when it gets mm-hmm. to that point where you're seeing them pretty regularly, they're a regular feature in your life. Like you're seeing them a couple of times a week. Um, you've, you know, and and then it's usually like a casual thing where I'm kind of like, oh, like, do you want to come to this birthday that I'm going to? And it's like yeah. a small chill thing. And then they meet a few people or oh, um, a couple of people are having a picnic. Do you want to come down or whatever and it, and then I think it's a bit more relaxed I think when you set up like all I'm gonna get all my friends together at this pub and then you're gonna come in and we're gonna come in and you're gonna meet everybody that puts a lot of pressure yeah. on a person on you as well like it's a lot I think it's better to find like just find the right event at the right time and then just take them along kind of thing and I always would have um you know have people have the club like my close confidants meet uh meet whoever i'm seeing sort of first because Mm. you don't want to i guess i if i start dating someone i talk to my my good mates about them i talk to about them all the time like and then 
you can't they kind of want to put a face to the name and it just makes it a little bit realer as well once my good mates have met someone and said like yep he's all right yeah yeah I think I do like to have friend input to some degree I think while it's not the be all and end all I do Mm. feel like I'm now I now have people around me that I trust and aren't are are like looking out for my best interests and not like trying to sabotage my life and ruin it. Like, why do we have those friends? Um, What the fuck was that period of your life when you had those friends? You know, just want to give a quick shout out to, to my very, very dear friend, Paris, who is one of my closest friends. But when I started seeing Clutch, she's lived in Dubai for years. Yeah. When I started seeing Clutch, I said, I really want you to meet him. Um, Obviously COVID was happening. I said, I really want you to meet. She said, okay, I'll do like a Hangouts call, a a Zoom chat. Yeah. And she just hazed him the whole time. She was like, (laughs) all right, Tom, whatever you you reckon, Matt, just deliberately calling him the wrong name. And just being like, being so rude to him. And I was like, Paris, what are you doing? Like, you can't, I'm like, you were the first person I chose to introduce him to, like on Zoom as well. And you're hazing him like, some like be prepared I guess when you do introduce the friends like if you're being introduced to the friends there's always going to be someone who like gives you a bit of a jab or like oh yeah. did you guys meet on tinder like ha, ha, ha. and you just got to roll with the punches like there's always going to be friendly banter in friendship groups that you are not privy to and you just have to roll with the punches because if you get upset about it and make a scene it's just a shit first impression of course if they're really offensive or they you know obviously degrade you a really rude not okay call it out but friendly banter you kind of got to roll with the punches because they're testing you a little bit yeah and i think also there's that kind of protectiveness or something as well there yes. like some friends especially when you are like a person that like if they're a really good friend of yeah. yours or of the other person's and that person's like had shit experiences in the past they're naturally going to be a bit protective so some people the way that they like I think present that is with a bit more standoffishness and I've definitely done that where I've met friends of people that I've been dating and they've just been real like standoffish and I'm like whoa like what's that person's issue and you just kind of yeah like just I think just go with it and just don't call it out don't make an issue of it like you know, obviously down the line they were still being an asshole. I think that'd probably be like, what the fuck's up Call with that it person? Out. And like yeah. you said, if it was like proper offensive, like it was just like they groped you or like said something really fucked up, like that's a different story. Not okay. But I'm all mean, yeah. yeah, I think what we're saying is like, you mean like just like kind of a person who's being a bit like jokey but at your expense but not like outright yeah. straight up bullying or anything. It's just like yeah. making it a bit awkward. <laughs> <laughs> that then you kind of got to roll with that yeah and I think also you like you can feel free to like go to those things like I've definitely gone to like meet the friends parties where it's like a party and we've just gone as a couple and then I've met all these friends and then I've kind of like hung around for like quite a few hours but then like gone oh I'm gonna go home but you stay kind of thing like sometimes because you're at yeah, a you party and it's not your friends and even if you're they're really cool people sometimes you're just like I'm tired from all the energy expenditure of like meeting all of these friends yeah I'm over it yeah and I think it's fine to like go and like meet everybody and hang and get to know people and then just be like you know what it's like midnight I'm just going like you stay have a have like you know and they probably want to just get like fucked up with their friends too like whenever I've brought somebody 
to meet people, I'm like so hyper aware of them and everything that they're doing and like making sure they're okay and all of that, that it's almost like, can you please go home soon so that I can just have fun and not stress about you? And that's another thing I was going to say, do not, I don't reckon, I, I personally don't think you should do this. I think a lot of people will disagree with me. You might even disagree with me. I don't think you should make the meet the new person event your own birthday. It's fucked. You'll just have a shitty birthday. It's so stressful. You're going to have a whole other person to babysit Mm -hmm. plus all the random friends that you're babysitting. That's stressful. That's my opinion. Well, I mean, I, my last birthday party I had was the, like the year before last, my 30th. And it was very overwhelming. Like I don't often yeah. have big parties and it was just super overwhelming. So I would agree with you. Because I think you, especially, it, yeah, if you're bringing all your different walks of life friends into together, one place, that's already, it's already overwhelming. I hate it, actually. I don't, I'm doing one soon. And I don't know why I'm doing it. <laughs> like, why did I decide to have a party? I, I don't know. I, there's, there's a few details on that party. <laughs> <laughs> you're like hold this date to celebrate me Literally, at a location it. i haven't disclosed at a time i'm not sure of <laughs> and at me, age i won't tell you i'm turning oh, i would definitely not tell anyone i've told the <laughs> whole podcast like, but not, not my friends Clutch has asked me like three times he's like yo is what's happening mel's birthday weekend like do are we went to is it like a whole placeholder weekend like, oh my god oh, this is pitch turning like what is like can we make any other plans like is it an arvo <laughs> drink is it a pop-in is it a dinner i'm just like man i have no idea just leave the afternoon into the evening free just just Who free knows? it up just free it up but i would like for example mm. i will not be bringing my 25 year old friend to that even if we're still seeing each other because it's so fucking stressful already i don't want to add extra stress and then i think it makes it stressful as well for your the person you're seeing because they don't want to put pressure on you to just constantly hang around you and when you're like the life of the party but then at the same time what they also don't want to like just be standing in the corner like awkward so unless they're like the most social person ever like i think you can tell I've one million percent dated people where they're so fucking easygoing, like get along with everybody types. That yeah. You throw them into anything and they just go off and be fine. But not many people are like that. And I think it's worth thinking about that before you do anything like that. Because you'll just make a big stress for yourself. It'll be stressful for them. It's not a good vibe for you guys dating to like throw them into like the, the lion's pit essentially and then just run away. I feel no and also this is like a micro step towards family so I would say that this is completely separate this conversation from family it's a whole other kettle of fish this these rules do not apply to family I repeat do not apply to family do not friends only (laughs) only friends but I think at the end of the day it's there's so many different ways it can go like you maybe you are the person that likes to bring your date into like a pub friend hang chaotically on the first date and that's cool if it works for you i think though most of us are always like where's the bit where's the tipping point where it's like normal to introduce them to my friends and how do i do that and vice versa and i think the best like overall way for like nervous people is Mm. pick an event some chilled out you know, 
picnic, birthday, pub drinks, like welcome back party, farewell party, whatever the fuck it is, where mm-hmm. most of your friends are going to be there, like sort of like a decent group, but not not full on, not intense, not like a black tie fucking dinner or something. Not a <laughs> wedding then, or not a funeral. Not a wedding or a funeral. And just bring them along with you um, mm-hmm. and give your friends a heads up. I think that's important. Otherwise, you'll bring them in and they'll be like, yeah, they'll be so crazy. Brian! And then Brian will get Dear really God. overwhelmed. <laughs> um, God. But, you know, and then I think let them, like, you know, obviously if they don't say they want to go home, don't tell them to go home, but let them go home after a couple of hours if they feel like it because it's very overwhelming and stressful and they probably just want to go home and lie down and stare at the wall for a bit. And on the vice versa, I think beware the person that wheels you out to every fucking man and his dog. It doesn't mean shit. I don't think you necessarily doesn't need to break up with them. Shit. No, it means that absolutely is, but nothing. But don't read into it. Like, do not read into it. Like, if he took you to his work Christmas party on the second date, he needed a date. Yeah. Do not look into it. Yeah, definitely don't count the meeting the friends moment as anything besides. Like, I think it's just the shitty side of dating in the modern age is that you just cannot take anything as a sign except literal words from their mouth and even then you just don't know but at the same I like, like you <laughs> do you <laughs> let <laughs> us be in a relationship you literally need them to say you are my girlfriend to be able to go this is my boyfriend or girlfriend or partner oh, yeah. but- like i think you just have to wait for the moment where they actually say it to you and you cannot particularly the friends though i think the friend friend meeting means so little to some people it's not a thing and that doesn't that's not a bad thing it's just not something that you should take like oh my god this means that they're totally into me and this is a sure bet because you'll just get your heart pummeled and that's the worst feeling and just you know so just just do it have proceed fun with, with it just proceed with proceed caution, with exactly. caution is don't our, be jody is sawyer our, is our, what we're saying <laughs> it would be our final uh would be our final advice 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 do not, do not note. be Jodie Sawyer. <laughs> Don't be Jodie Sawyer, everybody. I was going to say to you before that um, my friends and I, which I would love to make a thing, we say um, Jodie Sawyer, everybody, when someone leaves a, a party or something. You need to oh start my clapping. God, that is actually great. What? <laughs> Who knew? Like, it's, it's just, it really has stood the test of time. That it film. really I has. Mean, truly. Guys, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. You have to rent it on YouTube, but. Yeah, Go. it's worth it. Watch, but it's worth Apparently it. this episode's about meeting friends and also about center stage and the lessons of life we can learn from it. So, cool. We hope but, you've um, enjoyed this one. Yeah, if you have thoughts, feelings, which I'm sure you do because this is like, you know, we're pretty hard and fast on a lot of things here and, and um, we know that not everyone shares the same opinion. So if you have different opinions or you want to say, fuck yeah, I agree, or yeah, one time this person took me to meet their friends on the, you know, 550th date. And then they were still like, you're not my partner, you know, cool. Come tell us about it in the group, which is Jeans and a Nice Talk podcast on Facebook. (laughs) Or you can DM us on Instagram. Which is Jeans and a Nice Top underscore pod. Or you can email us at jeans and a nice top dot podcast at gmail.com. Yes. We love hearing from you guys. We love connecting with you guys. Jump in the group, have a chat, 
have a yarn. We love you guys. We love that you're all listening. Thanks so it's much. Real Jody Sawyer, everybody. You all. <laughs> Jody Sawyer, everybody. Bye. Bye.